0: Okay, you guys heard that, right?
1: Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you.
0: Not funny.
1: Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, Booze, welcome back to another episode of the Boo Busters podcast. This week, we're going to be covering Myrtle's Plantation.
0: Ooh, we're in for a treat.
1: How excited are you for this one?
0: I'm a 10 out of 10 right now.
1: Same. I've always wanted to go to Myrtles, so we're going to virtually visit it. I want to
0: go to Mertz.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to go to Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Before we get started, how has your week been?
0: Oh, it was good. It's long. I'm ready for a vacation. Yeah. I'm ready to go to the ocean and lay on the beach.
1: Mm. Two weeks, right?
0: I hope so. If I live that long.
1: A stop. <laughs> stop it right there.
0: How was your week?
1: It's been okay. It's been
0: um, boring. Convince me.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's been... Much- <laughs> He's been recovering still from surgery and homeboy has not been having it. He's like so crazy, but he goes back on... Um, I think, Tuesday to get his checkup. So hopefully he gets the all clear to resume normal activities.
0: Yay! He also
1: tried his first puppuccino today.
0: I loved that video.
1: Yeah, that video was so cute.
0: It was so cute.
1: I was dying when I was taking it because his freaking face just like staring dead ass in the camera. <laughs> also, wait, what were you saying?
0: Go ahead, you can go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to mention that we watched Fear Street
0: oh yeah that's what i was gonna say too
1: okay. i just
0: um i just finished it before we got on this zoom call and i'm mad because my mom's right out over. my mom's out there watching the second one right now and i'm
1: Carol, <laughs> robert robert has fomo
0: literally <laughs> um that was scary though
1: Honey, the second part, I shit you not, is 10 times scarier than the first part. Oh,
0: I remember when you watched the first one, you told me there was a part like, are they going to go all the way? They're yeah. not going to go all the way. And I'm pretty sure it was that one scene like towards the end with the girl.
1: Yeah, the fucking bread slicing. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Sorry. And
0: I was like, they fucking did it.
1: I was like, there is no way that they do went this. for it. They fucking went full throttle.
0: Yeah, they did. And I was like, holy
1: shit but they did it and the moment it happened i was like yes i am so glad that they followed through with this
0: yes Um, yes
1: i would have been so disappointed if they hadn't
0: good job netflix (laughs)
1: like i know i was reading that they had like a rated r rating for all the movies or whatever and i was like the first one i was like why is this rated r like nothing's even happening (laughs) but then that (laughs) happened and i was like oh okay that's it right there (laughs) the second one though was so good it's been my favorite part so far
0: oh i can't wait to watch it we'll have to watch it maybe tomorrow when i get out of work
1: yes king
0: movie movie night tomorrow night
1: yes king Uh, you know i'm down
0: maybe if i don't uh maybe if i leave my job early tomorrow (laughs)
1: just leave just walk out
0: (laughs) literally i'm so close
1: anyway (laughs) anyways let's Um, delve on into the history of myrtles here
0: let's do it i'm gonna be taking the rain on the history today at myrtles plantation yes boo so located in saint francisville louisiana louisiana has like the most oh yeah ha- haunted
1: like louisiana and georgia places.
0: yeah yeah the house was built in 1796 by general david bradford and it was originally called laurel grove cute cute yeah i feel like that sounds like a nice lifetime movie yeah <laughs> bradford lived there alone for a few years however he eventually moved his wife and children to the plantation in
1: 1799
0: how nice of him yeah where were they before that
1: Probably in where they lived previously. <laughs> I feel like because they were doing construction on the house, so they didn't want to live there at that time when the construction what was
0: at You thinking outside the box over here, like he's just living on this land and they're over in some shitty-ass part. check over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Um, Bradford died in 1808 and his wife Elizabeth continued to run the plantation until 1817 before handing it off to Clark Woodruff, who had married her daughter, Sarah.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Right. So we got Clark now woodruff elizabeth died in 1831 and the woodruffs moved leaving the plantation in the hands of a caretaker okay clark sold the plantation in 1834 to a man named ruffin gray sterling what name (laughs) yeah the sterlings completely remodeled the house and renamed it the myrtles here it is here we go in 1854, Sterling died and left the plantation to his wife Mary. During the American Civil War, the plantation was unfortunately robbed of many of its expensive goods. That's shitty. Yeah, it is. In 1865, Mary Sterling hired William Winter to manage the plantation. Winter was married to Sterling's daughter Sarah. Was everyone named Sarah yeah, all during had like, Same name, and
1: I was so confused when I was researching this. <laughs>
0: In 1868, they had to sell the plantation when they lost their fortune, but they were able to buy it back two years later.
1: That's good, though.
0: Yeah, William was murdered on the property in 1871. His wife Sarah remained there with her family until she died in 1878. God damn! Already, there's a lot of death going on. That was only plantation. one death, Robert. No, because then the plantation. Um, I thought that um. Bradford died on the property too I don't think
1: he died in 1808 he might have died in a hospital
0: I bet you he's there wandering in 1880 Mary Sterling died and the ownership of the plantation passed over to her son Stephen
1: Get it Stephen
0: (laughs) Stephen sold the plantation to Oren Brooks in 1886 and Brooks then sold it in 1889 my gosh there's so many owners <laughs> so many people <laughs> ownership of the plantation changed several times up until 1891 when a man named Harrison Milton Williams purchased it the house remained in his family for quite some time the house was sold to Marjorie Munson in the 1950s and this is allegedly when the paranormal started making its presence on the property as Marjorie claimed to experience a variety of odd things here
1: I'm mm. a little sauce but okay
0: all right, all right. Again, ownership of the plantation changed several times during the 1970s until it was bought by James and Francis Crimean Myers. I bet you they have a son named Mikey. Do they? I don't know.
1: Sounds convenient.
0: <laughs> I mean, it adds up. Yeah. <laughs> during this time they ran the plantation as a bed and breakfast and Francis wrote a book about the house dubbing it the most haunted house in America although the book is mostly fiction based
1: so I was gonna buy this book and read it but mm. then I was reading the reviews and they were like it's not even like it's about the house but it's more about like fictional experiences in the house and it's more like stuff that she made up yeah So I was like, I'm not gonna waste my money on that and buy it if it's not really, really, really about the house.
0: Francis. Literally. (laughs) John and Tita Moss are the current owners of the house and they offer tours and allow overnight guests to stay on the property.
1: How nice of them.
0: Thank you, John and Tita. Before we dive into the spooky stuff, we wanted to talk about the basic architecture a little bit so you can get a brief sense of what the house looks like. Myrtle's plantation was built in what is called a a Creole cottage. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Creole cottage style, typical of a lot of Louisiana plantations at that time. The main feature of the house is a large veranda that extends the entire length and wraps around the south side of the house.
1: That thing, it really does go around the whole entire
0: house. Really? Uh Uh-huh. The house has 22 rooms in total. There is one bedroom on the first floor, five bedrooms with the ensuite bathrooms on the second floor. The flooring and most of the windows are completely original to the house from when it was first built. That is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: The house is situated on a plot of land that features a large pond, which even has a little island with a gazebo in the center that is able to be accessed by a bridge all right i'd I'd probably move there there is another building on the ground it was previously used by general bradford who lived there while the main house was being built now it is used as a gift shop laundry area and the space where guests can have breakfast wow all right all right we like a multi-use area there are also a bunch of wooden cottages all over the grounds for guests to stay in. That's pretty cool. So there's a
1: lot. There's a lot going there, on there.
0: This is big. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's, a, there's a lot happening there.
0: There really is.
1: Now we got to get into the spooky stuff.
0: Hit me with the spook.
1: Oh, honey, I'm going to hit you with it. <laughs> the house is allegedly home to 12 ghosts, and it is claimed that 10 murders took place here. However, the oh. only murder that is on record is that of William Winter. Okay. With that said, let's get into some of the supposed legends. The most popular legend is that of Chloe. And this is one that I remember reading about quite often. Do you know those little books that you get when you travel, like or like they have them at the lake too in the bookstores where it's like most like
0: this big? Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I would get those
1: books like at random bookstores, and this story was in a lot of them. Mm. And I loved it. She was allegedly an enslaved girl who was owned by Clark and Sarah Woodruff. There's plenty of different versions of the legend, but one version states that Clark forced Chloe to be his mistress, and when Sarah caught them, she ordered her ear to be cut off. Ah! (laughs) Yeah. Another version states that Chloe was eavesdropping on Clark's business dealings, and when he caught her, he ordered her ear to be cut off. Either way, one of her ears ended up being cut off.
0: This bitch is losing an ear either way. I'm okay. sure. Why an ear?
1: Well, I mean, that would make sense if she was eavesdropping because your, oh, eavesdropping okay.
0: your ear gets All cut right. Off. All right. You I'm thinking just... outside the box again. I see you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You know me, thinking about outside the box. <laughs> she took to wearing a green turban in order to hide the damage left behind. Legend states that Chloe baked the family a cake made with poisonous oleander leaves, either as a form of revenge or as some way to be able to save them and thus get back in their good graces.
0: I love that for her.
1: Iconic. <laughs> Whatever her intentions were, though, her plan backfired, and Sarah and her two daughters allegedly died from eating the poisonous cake. I mean, they kind of deserved it, but <laughs> just it <kidding>. was
0: poisonous.
1: <laughs> I'm ah, no, you're not. I agree. <laughs> Chloe was then supposedly hung for her misdeeds. However, there is no record of any of this, so who knows if it's really true or not? Although people claim to see Chloe's ghost wandering around the property, wearing her signature green turban.
0: Yep, I believe it. Yep, but uh, there's no record of I a Chloe.
1: There is actually a picture someplace too of what is supposedly Chloe.
0: But you usually hit me with the "there's no record."
1: <laughs> there is no record of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm upset, upset. <laughs> chloe where are you
0: chloe if you can hear me what oh sorry <laughs> too soon about the ear thing
1: Ooh. snap Ooh. twice oh look at you <laughs> there's also the legend of the house being built over an indian burial ground and there are reports of a young native american woman haunting the property
0: this happens a lot more frequently, and people need to be aware.
1: <laughs> if you think about it, though, because Native Americans were here before we were, obviously, mm-hmm. we took over their land like the assholes we are. Mm-hmm. There's got to be, like, like every place has got to be built over. Oh, literally.
0: I instantly think of Fort William Henry, yeah. the battlefield park. They're yeah. under there.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know who, I think it was my dad who used to tell us that Our old house in Queensbury was built over an Indian burial ground. But I don't know if that's true or not. Jeffrey could have been lying.
0: You used to see shit in your room, though.
1: I used to see shit all over that house.
0: And it wasn't just Emmy eating cereal at (laughs) two o'clock in the morning.
1: No. (laughs) I saw shit all over the place in that house. I heard shit all over the place in that house. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Childhood (laughs) trauma. It's okay. Three Union soldiers allegedly were killed in the house during the time of the Civil War, and there supposedly is a blood stain in one of the doorways that they cannot get rid of no matter how many times they try to wash it off.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: The spirits of Sarah Woodruff and two of her children are allegedly stuck in a mirror located in the house, and they can occasionally be seen in the mirror or their handprints can be seen. And just like with Chloe, people have supposedly caught images of them in the mirror.
0: That's terrifying.
1: Yeah, it fucking is. I don't fuck with mirrors to begin with, so that's just, you know.
0: I, I feel like we could do a whole episode on mirrors. Oh, just, ugh, seriously.
1: Add that to my list. My list.
0: <laughs> For real.
1: <laughs> a young girl allegedly died in the house in 1868 after being treated by a voodoo practitioner, and she is said to haunt the room that she died in. It is also said that she practices voodoo on the guests who are asleep in the room.
0: We should go.
1: Yeah. Honey, I'll let you practice voodoo on me. <laughs>
0: But you won't let me get you possessed by a demon.
1: No. That's completely <laughs> different. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It is, what's
0: right? The, what's the difference?
1: Well, she's just an innocent little girl. A demon's like a fucking demon.
0: Yeah, but they're going to practice voodoo on you. They're going to snap oh, your neck and shit. <laughs> no, no, that's fun, though. Uh, no, <laughs> Our ideas of fun are to totally opposite thing
1: Um, if you haven't realized this by now sis needs therapy
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh we should talk about my therapist i have an episode on that oh no y'all ever made a therapist cry
1: He makes his therapist cry (laughs) literally every time he enters the room (laughs) what
0: (laughs) i got the gold medal for crying therapists literally (laughs) and that's on trauma
1: (laughs) trauma we love to see it made us who we are today Anyways, the ghost of William Winter also allegedly haunts the house by staggering or crawling up the steps before stopping on the 17th step. Isn't that terrifying? But All this right. is because... The unborn. Literally. <laughs> this is because he was... Well, I don't think we said this when we were talking about him being killed there, but he was shot. Oh. But, he, yeah, when he was shot on the porch in 1871, it is said that he crawled up the steps before collapsing and dying on the 17th step. <gasps>
0: that's terrifying
1: did you just imagine that fucker crawling up the steps at you
0: no <laughs>
1: like sorry william but please don't I'd be like <laughs> really?
0: bringing up two girls one ghost i was listening to an older episode the other day and this one listener had written in talking about how their dog wouldn't step on the third step up mm-hmm. and they found out like someone fell and broke their neck on that step like yeah. years before and i'm like. Oh. It's crazy what animals know. That's scary. It's so cool.
1: That's creepy deepy. In 2001, Unsolved Mysteries, iconic show. I used to watch that with my Nana all the time. Oh,
0: It used to scare me.
1: I used to spend the night at my Nana's house when my Papa would go hunting. Like, don't support that. But okay, right. You do. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love my Papa regardless. But anyways, he used to go hunting and I would be the only one brave enough to spend the night at their house because that house was like really fucking creepy. hmm and she would make me watch that and i would be so scared because that house was like haunted too mm. like someone actually died in that house really i think my great uncle or something died sitting in a chair in the corner or something but yeah Anything that house was too. fucking scary <laughs> and she had this clown statue why do grandparents always have like creepy ass dolls or statues
0: why do they have make creepy ass dolls and statues in general Literally.
1: But they had this clown statue that was like, it was still wrapped in plastic. So I don't know what the heck they were doing with it. But it was just like sitting there up on the mantle. And that that thing, I swear, its eyes followed you everywhere you went.
0: Mm-mm.
1: But I was low-key scared. And then watching Unsolved Mysteries in there was just added to the terror. Ugh. But anyways.
0: That sounds like a good time. <laughs> Sorry for that little side note. <laughs> we loved it.
1: They, they filmed an episode on the property, and the host, Robert Stack claimed that the crew experienced a lot of technical difficulties while filming, and that's obviously potential signs of spirits being nearby. Yes. And then Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures also filmed episodes there. A
0: fucking course they did. <laughs> they go everywhere.
1: Also, I have a bone to pick, and it's not with either of these two teams. It's with Hulu, because they took Ghost Adventures off. <laughs> yeah. They didn't. Yeah, they did. Cause I was looking for it the other day because I wanted to Hulu. see if this episode was on there and it was completely off. And I was like, well, I guess we're not Hulu. doing it. Hulu,
0: I'm pissed, but I'm still gonna watch you because American Horror Stories comes yes. out this morning.
1: I watched the trailer. But I'm mad at
0: movie, you, Hulu.
1: And I was low-key living for it. Yes. It looked so good. Hmm.
0: And now time for a boo crew moment. The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge.
1: Beow, 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 beow okay everybody are we ready for my boo crew moment
0: absolutely i almost just
1: screamed because i got so excited I why, but like every time i get so excited i get the urge to scream ah! <laughs> yeah like literally
0: <laughs> it's the inner Tourette's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably true add that to the list of conditions i have <laughs>
0: <laughs> stop it
1: the story that I found is from the website Scary for Kids, which honestly, I don't know why it's for kids because the shit scared me. So,
0: probably for kids like us.
1: Scary for everyone. <laughs> 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 I don't know who the original um, author of the story is because it doesn't say, but that's where I found it from. Okay. So it's titled Lake Vermilion. And the little synopsis is. Lake Vermillion is a true scary story about a group of friends who see something horrifying when they are camping in a cabin one night. It is based on a supposedly true story. Oh, here it is. That actually happened to a user named mhop99.
0: Ooh.
1: I completely skipped over that when I first read this. So they write, the story that you were about to read is true and not made up in any way. True is capitalized, so obviously it's true. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends actually suffered a nervous breakdown after the incident and needed to go into counseling mood i had three really good friends and their names were kevin ryan and tommy every summer our parents would take us on vacation we always stayed in a remote cabin in the forest of minnesota the cabin was located on a large island in the middle of lake vermilion eventually when we were old enough our parents let us go to the cabin on our own for the first time when we got there we parked the car on a gravel road beside the lake then we had to take a boat across the lake about a half a mile to reach the cabin There are other cabins there on the island, but they're all at least half a mile away. The cabin was quite small, and it only had a kitchen, a bathroom, and two bedrooms. At night, it was pitch black. There were no streetlights for miles, and the only light came from the moon. That is low-key kind of cool, but low-key kind of scary.
0: You know how I feel about the dark.
1: Just wait for this one. there are no curtains on the windows so when you were sleeping there at night you could see the moon shining down on the trees and the lake outside
0: nope nope we're going to the nearest dollar general because you know they always build in swampy ass areas so you know there's one at least a mile away and we're getting some curtains
1: i don't fuck with that because one of my biggest things that i have like an ick about is like if i were to wake up in the middle of the night and look out my window if i saw a face there no that would be enough Thank
0: you thank you i just shit myself
1: Yeah. (laughs) On the third night of our trip, we set up a campfire by the edge of the lake. The moon was full and the pale white glow was shimmering across the lake. We were gazing up at the stars when all of a sudden we heard a splashing sound as if something was moving around in the water. Brian suddenly stood up and pointed, saying, what the hell is that? We all looked in the direction that he was pointing, peering out into the darkness. After a while, I can make out what he was pointing at. I'll never forget the feeling of terror that came over me. The hair on the back of my neck stood up and goosebumps appeared on my arms. I was paralyzed with fear. Shit. <laughs> Out in the middle of the lake, there was a woman's head. It was just floating there on the surface of the water, staring directly at us. Shit. She had pale white skin and long black hair that was matted across her face. The rest you know what I'm picturing? Her, the grudge no
0: yes but also the bitch from evil dead when she's like under the basement floorboard oh,
1: yes <laughs> I pictured when i read this was from the scary bitch from bly manor yes oh honestly side note to that though her story is actually really sad so
0: yeah it is that's wrong
1: that that could be like a whole another topic <laughs> the rest of her was submerged or not even there we tried to tell ourselves that it was just a loon. Those are black and white birds that hunt at night, diving deep down into the water. It didn't look like a loon, but that's what we tried to convince ourselves that it was. We threw some more wood on the fire and tried to forget about it, but it still gave me the creeps. About an hour later, I had to go to the toilet, so I walked down to the edge of the dock and peed into the lake. I mean, gross, but okay.
0: Dumb ass.
1: <laughs> I mean, do what you gotta do, but... the Looking out over the moonlit lake, I noticed that the thing was still there, but now it was much closer. It still looked like a woman's head, and it still seemed to be staring right at me. Its face was still extremely pale, as if it hadn't been out in the sun for years, and I could easily make out some facial features such as the eyes and the nose. A feeling of incredible unease came over me as I realized that it couldn't be a loon. There was no way a loon could tread water for that length of time. There were no ripples around it either. It wasn't moving at all. It was just standing there, stiff as a board, submerged in the water. I immediately zipped up my pants and ran back up the dock to where my friends were sitting around the campfire. I told them what I had seen, but none of them dared to go back down to the dock to take a closer look. Mm -hmm. We tried to tell ourselves that it was just a log or a tree branch jutting out of the water, but I could tell that everyone else felt uneasy too. None of us really believed that. We went back into the cabin and shut the door, locking it behind us. It was very late and we needed to sleep. None of us mentioned the thing in the lake. We were all trying to avoid talking about it. There were no curtains on the windows. And as I was getting ready for bed, I couldn't help taking one last look. Peering out the window, I could see the lake clearly, illuminated by the full moon. But the thing wasn't there anymore. It had completely Mm -hmm. vanished. I let out a sigh of relief, thinking that the log must have floated away, or else it just sank below the surface. Or perhaps it had been a loon after all, and it had finally flown away. It was very hot that night, and we had to sleep with the windows open. My friend Tommy and I slept in one bedroom, and my two other friends, Kevin and Ryan, slept in the other. We left our bedroom doors open. I was finding it hard to sleep. It was the middle of summer, and there wasn't even a slight breeze. The heat was stifling. Honestly, that would have triggered me right there, because I cannot sleep when it's too hot
0: exactly we went
1: camping one time and we stayed at a cabin that my uncle's friend owned or something and it was so hot in there there was no ac so i can only imagine what this person was feeling (sighs) as i lay there i thought that i could hear someone walking around outside the cabin i kept my eyes tightly shut and tried to tell myself it was just my imagination it sounded like someone with bare wet feet pacing back and forth i was trembling with fear but i felt so weak i couldn't move The footsteps sounded like they were walking up the steps to the cabin door. I wanted to shout out to my friends, but I was frozen in terror. Then the footsteps turned around and sounded like they were running down the steps and towards the lake. After a while, the footsteps faded away and there was only silence. I reached over and shook my friend Tommy. He was already awake and he claimed that he had heard the footsteps as well. Just then, I was startled to see Ryan come running into the room. When he stepped into the moonlight, I could see his face and the expression on it was very disturbing. We need to leave, he croaked. Why? I asked. What did you hear? Let's just go, he insisted. Let's get to the boat. It's time to go. He wouldn't answer. He just ran back into his room. We followed him and found Kevin sitting on his bed, already packing up his things. Ryan was running around, frantically grabbing his stuff and stuffing it into a bag. What's wrong? I demanded. Ryan, what the hell is wrong with you? Tell us. He just stopped in his tracks and stared at me. There was a haunted look in his eyes. I will never forget what he said. He told us he was turning over in his bed to get more comfortable when he suddenly saw someone peeking in at the top right corner of his window. Mm -hmm. As soon as he set his eyes on it, the face vanished. He said all he saw was long black hair hanging down the window, ghostly white skin, and one large eye staring at him. Nope. When he said that, it chilled us to the bone. We realized that if the face was in the top right corner of the window, that meant the thing had to be damn near eight feet tall or else floating in midair. I felt like I was going to be sick. Let's just go, Ryan said in a very serious tone. Let's go now. We all agreed and packed our stuff as quickly as we could. We grabbed our bags and ran out of the cabin, pausing only to lock the door behind us. As we scrambled down the front steps, I glanced to the side and saw footprints, bare, wet footprints in the dirt all around the cabin. We ran to the boat and threw our stuff in. We untied the boat from the dock and sped off. I looked back over my shoulder and stared at the island, but I didn't see anything moving. However, I had the strangest feeling that someone or something was watching us. When we finally reached the other side of the lake, we tied up the boat, stuffed our backpacks in the car, and drove off. We had been driving for about 10 minutes when out of the blue, Ryan suddenly broke down sobbing. He kept saying over and over, what was it, guys? Oh, God, what did I see? On the way back, we called our parents and told them what had happened. Ryan was freaking out and we didn't know what to do. They told us to just get home safely and quickly. My friend's dad went up to the cabin a few days later and said that he saw nothing out of the ordinary. However, he did mention that there were bare wet footprints all around the cabin, which he thought was odd. Whatever Ryan saw in the window really hit him hard. After his breakdown, he had trouble sleeping and ended up having to go into therapy. They gave him some pills to calm him down and allow him to get a decent night's sleep. As time went on, he recovered and ended up being fine. But to this day, he still can't sleep unless the curtains on his window are completely shut. To this day, I still cannot explain what we saw on the lake that night. I never want to go back to that cabin. Tommy and Kevin had both gone back and everything was fine. But Ryan refuses to go back. And frankly, I'm with him.
0: The end. terrifying.
1: That is scary. I got goosebumps when I was reading. I have
0: right like the, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up right now like <laughs> I'm. I got nervous diarrhea. <laughs> nah, <I'm sorry. laughs> that, that was scary. That was so good, Brooke. Right? Thank you. I'm going to be thinking <sighs> about that bitch tonight.
1: Oh, Sam, Because after I read this, when I read this, it was already pretty late the other day. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it after. And I was like, Jesus Christ, why did I do that to myself?
0: Like, I want to research this place. Like, were there any deaths on there? Or is this right. some psycho? Or like, I don't know.
1: Some psycho. But like, why was she just... She couldn't have been in just in the water and she couldn't have been floating that high up in the air.
0: And do you know what it makes me think of?
1: Hmm. Not
0: exactly, I guess, but like all I can think of is like height wise is the scary guy from Gerald's game.
1: Oh, yes.
0: He's terrifying. Yes. <sighs>
1: well, um, oh, that a good one. My favorite is the, the guy's dad went back and he's like, "Oh, there's nothing out of the ordinary. Just some wet footprints." <laughs>
0: <laughs> just that's it. Just some wet footprints.
1: Like that's uh, all. That's out of the ordinary, sweetie.
0: No, literally.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Ugh. Parents, man.
0: Literally, Ugh, I'm still shooketh by that boot crew moment. <laughs> I can't handle. It. Going back to Myrtle's Plantation, which I feel like it might be a little less scary. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Do you think Myrtle's Plantation is haunted?
1: I think it is, but like with a lot of things, I think that they play it up more than they need to.
0: Oh, absolutely. Especially Super. to get that, get that money in. Yeah. Um,
1: Because Louisiana, I feel like it's such a touristy place to begin with, so.
0: Yeah. You're
1: probably like, yeah, let's cash in on that.
0: I still Let's want to do.
1: go, though. I would absolutely love to go. It's a beautiful Oh, story.
0: absolutely. I will go with you. Yes. <laughs> I want that... What's his name? It wasn't David Bradford who died there. Who was it?
1: Uh, William Winter.
0: William Winter. I want him to be real.
1: Oh, he's definitely real. There's records. I want...
0: Oh, no, like, I want like his ghost to be real. <gasps> his ghost? Like, I'm down for that. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the only one that I could believe being real there. I mean, Chloe, uh-huh. I want to believe you, sis, but
0: <laughs> You're making uh, it a little difficult, honey There's
1: no record for you, Flo
0: <laughs> Yes Do we have anything else to say about Myrtle's Plantation? No, sir No, it's a very interesting place And I would definitely like to visit it someday
1: Yeah, it's a gorgeous building
0: Absolutely, we can stay in a cottage
1: Ugh, that's my home Live,
0: live out a mini dream
1: Literally <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, I'll close out here what are your thoughts on Myrtle's Plantation? Do you believe it is haunted? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew Train.
1: Yeah. Let's hop on that train.
0: Get on track. train. It's a free ticket.
1: Yeah, it's free. <laughs> you're a fan. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.